0: Be curious. Um, um, is this Alice Chains? Uh, yeah. Wow. Hey, boy, they sure look different. <laughs> uh, maybe it's cause I had to, like, you know, clean themselves up, you know, cause it's a okay. slow song. <sighs> yeah, I'll buy that. Oh, look, there's Jerry now. Jerry, what are you doing? Doing a little work. Yeah? Uh, how long have you been working here at the stables? Oh, since... Back when that music thing went sour a couple of years back.
1: Some call me the Rooster. Now something that really rocks. Send me this is called good music. From somebody's heart.
0: Why then today is my own birthday too?
1: It is. What a small world this is. In
0: that case,
1: I've
0: very happy birthday to me to you a very very young birthday to <laughs> me are you now blow the candle up my dear
2: and make your wish come true <laughs> it just doesn't make people happy makes me happy i can dance to it hi mark hi Saul. how are you i'm good thank you how are you oh splendid what a lovely day i'm having and uh, a lovely week i've had listening to this record and stuff and chilling out what's been going on <sighs> Um, I've recently got back from Egypt, you know. Oh? Yeah. What's going on over in the old, uh, Egypt, eh?
1: They've got some big pointy buildings. Big pointy buildings. Yeah. And, um, lots of dead people. I keep finding more dead people. Um. Oh, that's right. They've
2: got them, um, they're like triangles, right?
1: Yeah. They're kind of, do you remember? Um, you won't remember because you're, you're too young and too cool. Um, there used to be a type of chocolate. Yeah, called a pyramid. Yeah, and it was like a dark chocolate. And I do not remember the pyramid. That's it, true. It, it, it was uh, the shape of a kind of like if you were to make like lean some triangles together, but on the base have a square. So you had like four triangles leaning into each other, but then have like a square base. Yeah, it was that kind of shape, and it was about like I don't know. Seven centimeters, like a couple of inches tall, and inside it was filled with uh, like minty fondant thing. What they've done in Egypt is they've built some buildings in the style of that, but like really huge and yellow, made out of stone. Less minty. Less minty, yeah. More filled with um, scarabs. Scarabs. Scarab beetles. They're huge on scarab beetles in uh, in the Egypt. Can't get enough of them. Yeah, yeah, it were nice, and it it were. It was great. And uh, I'm back now. Back. Nice. Yeah, yeah. What about you? What have you been up to since the last time we spoke? Not much. Same old. Been at work. A couple of gigs
2: and whatnot. Gigs.
1: Um, Music gigs and music-y telling gigs. jokey
2: gigs. and. But nothing. Nothing I want to brag about here yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> we'll get uh, to okay, all that. Okay. We can get all to on. all that. So, uh, yeah, for the last couple of weeks, we've been listening to Alice in Chains' Dirt, 1992. Hmm. Uh, you had it listed as one of your favorite albums ever, anyway, didn't you? Then, I
1: think. yeah, pretty much. It's uh, an album that, as a as a young scallywag, uh, I I was absolutely in love with. It's it's in the life of soul. It's um, which is a great documentary, by the way. I'd recommend everyone watches the mm. life of soul. Mm. Um, it's, it's one that had a huge impact on me. Really?
2: What's your relationship like with Alice in Chains overall? Then
1: I think it's really difficult because they're they're a band that had such a huge impact, and then and you know p- perhaps we'll, we'll uh, I don't know if you want want to cover it now. There's some significant uh, events in their history uh, which necessitated lineup changes. Um, well, it's not on the album, so we can talk about okay. it as a whole now. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, because their 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 lead singer uh, unfortunately passed away. Um, I think it was around 1999 or 2000. I couldn't tell you. Couldn't um, very this is thinking, a, this is the point where uh, <coughs> one of the the people listening will throw their phone against the wall, going, "I can't believe you could rem- you couldn't remember that." Um, he and said he was a big fan. Said he was a big fan. He can't even remember when Lane Staley died. Yeah, uh, 98. 98. I was so close um yeah which is really really sad it was very sad for me at the time um and uh subsequently the 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 original bassist in the band uh, died as well um uh, i mean he was fired from the band in like 1993 i think well my, my research tells me it was just after this record i think or the tour
2: after this record or something
1: yeah yeah it was the tour after uh, after the record came out i think um yeah so you know th- there's a lot of tragedy i guess for the the remaining members um although th- they did replace uh, the fantastically named mike star with the the, name. the it's a solid name isn't it um i'm not convinced it's his real name um but we can maybe find out um but they replaced him with another mike um, uh, mike inez um, Also, a pretty good name both of whom um has played with and who else has he played with? Mike Inez. Was he Ozzy? was in the Ozzy Osbourne right, band before and he, he, join he joined, joined Alice in Chains, yeah. Um, really but smelly. both of them have like big, curly, kind of long hair. Um, so some no very one noticed similar when Mike styles. <laughs> 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 um, so, oh, look, it, it says here that uh, uh, Mike Starr, uh, born Michael Christopher Starr, um, was his real name. Mm. 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 Mike Inez's name's a but spelled with an S in real life. Ooh, see what he did there? He's put an S. Yeah, he's uh, he's taken cooler. an S out and put a Z in. Um, How'd you get along with New Alice then? <laughs> it's difficult for me. I, I I think because I have such a fondness for, for this album in particular, and the, the kind of first album and the, and the third album, and then they did a couple of EPs around it as well, mm. um, either side of this one being released, then um, I loved them so much that, Alice in Chains with the chap who sings now I think he's uh, William Deval um it's it's not the same it's not the same I've it's been got to too much live. Swagger, I feel I've
2: seen him a couple of times yeah
1: he's a really good performer but like and I never saw Alice in Chains when they uh, had Lane as the, the singer but he he was a much more brooding presence whereas like uh, William Deval's very like a rock star kind of persona and he has, as you said, that swagger to him and like, uh, what would the word be? He like patrols across the stage. And yeah. whereas I kind of get the impression that Lane Staley was very much. a. Well, we've all seen I've the unplugged video. Yeah. Right? I, I've, I've walked on this stage and this is the spot I've chosen. I will not move from yeah. it. Um, yeah. And the unplugged. Yeah. Obviously it's like a skeleton yeah. on a stool. Oh Christ. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, bit disconcerting at times watching that but I, th- I think one of the things that is interesting actually in in general is that um uh, jerry cantrell uh, who's like the l- the lead guitarist he does a lot of the vocals we'll get into this when we yeah, get yeah, into that yeah. okay but he sorry. still does
2: that now because a lot of people thought that the new guy sounds just like lane yeah like, no he yeah. it doesn't it's just that he's got jerry cantrell singing a diminished third over whatever it is. Again, someone's just thrown that phone out the window of the car now because I've said is diminished third <laughs> instead of minor fourth or whatever. Jerry always has that same harmony. He does yeah. Over yeah. almost every lyric. Yeah. And I think that's what that sound is that pe- make people think that he sounds just like Lane did. But yeah. Eh, what do I know? I didn't really know much about Alice okay. Chains other than I wasn't much too keen, really. Like they were always. I always have this very controversial idea that the, the big four of grunge Are actually ranked according to their album sales pretty accurately, so it's (coughs) excuse me, Nirvana, then Pearl Jam, then Soundgarden, then Alice. I always thought that was about the right order (laughs) for the Big Four of Grunge, and that's the order I like them in most as well. I know. See, you're shaking your head already. Well, in part because you missed out Uh, (laughs) Mudhoney. The Big Four of Grunge. (laughs) And well, there's people who'll argue that there's only ever been two Grunge bands, and that's Mudhoney and the Melvins.
1: Yeah, people who haven't heard the band Tad presumably tad tad
2: yeah yeah tell you what are the big four grunge five if you count stone temple pilots but i don't really they were just no
1: no one counts the stone temple pilots eddie
2: Vedder's the only singer left (laughs) that's that's
1: pretty bleak isn't it (laughs) poor eddie someone someone wrap him in some cotton wool quick wow i i I feel the need, like in the when i go in to do the the production on this just to drop in something that sounds a bit cheery um at this point because you've made me feel really sad. Yeah, we'll be alright. Yeah.
2: Happy talk, keep talking, happy talk. Talk about things you like to do. Well, maybe we should listen to some Alice in chains or something. Oh, that'll cheer us up. That'll yeah. cheer us up, won't it? Uh so right, let's get uh let's get stuck in I guess. Dirt Night Night Two, produced by Dave Jordan. Who never really I had a look at his distographies. Early chilies, a lot of that. First Jane's addiction album, I think. The biggest thing he's been on that he's produced was Americana by The Offspring. So he's not got a bad, but he seems to do bands. Wow! Before the, <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, so he did Mother's Milk and uh, the first Chili Peppers records and stuff. But why do I, I like him?
1: I'm not. F- I'm not uh, familiar with much Chili Peppers stuff on the grounds that the stuff I've heard is horrendous. Um, so I've not listened. Uh, to a lot of that the early actually stuff. Decent. <laughs> oh, okay. Is that because it's produced by Dave Jordan Cause it Could it, be. It, he's could produced be. one of my favourite albums of all time.
2: Well, maybe that's it. Yeah. I think he did another. I think
1: he did another Alice record. It doesn't he, matter. Who cares a shit about it? Uh, but from memory, uh, he, I think he uh, produced the first album, which is called Facelift, which was mm. uh, released a couple of years before. I think one of th- one of the reasons that um, I particularly liked Alice in Chains was because they were quite metal. For, for one of the, the bands that was labelled grunge that were quite metal, like Pearl Jam weren't that metal, and I was like a proper metal They, did kid. Have, they had more yeah. riffs to them, Yeah. yeah. And Many and of
2: which I feel they stole from Black Sabbath, which we'll get into. <laughs> wow. Okay. But then he wasn't yeah, stealing yeah, yeah. riffs off Black Sabbath. In fact, it's almost impossible not to. Mm. So Dirt is the second studio album released by the American rock band, Alex in It doesn't say grunge on Wikipedia. It says it just rock band. That's fair enough. That's all they get. Released on September 29, 1992. Uh, oh, that's why they were, I read they were recording this during the LA riots. Oh, wow. Like the day it happened, apparently, like Cantrell was buying something and then the store got looted and he had to come back to the studio. And they left with Chris Cornell for a bit to the Joshua Tree Desert or something. I don't know. I don't think you two own it. Anyway, that's what I had during the LA riots they recorded this year. Okay. Peaked at number six on the Billboard Top 200 and has gone on to sell five million copies worldwide. Not bad. Far and away the least selling album we've done so far, though. Considering we've done two of the biggest selling albums of all time.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I suppose there is that. Um, Can I just ask, are you sure it wasn't Slayer vocalist Tom Araya? Maybe. I thought Chris was there as well. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's what wikipedia says oh, sorry, um, I don't know. but then again it also says that uh the food stuff cheese was a guest vocalist on several of the tracks here so uh, you can't trust everything you read on wikipedia <laughs> uh well there you go
2: well which is a shame because most of this intro is from there because why bother rewriting it, just so people wouldn't pretend that we didn't steal it. Uh, the album spawned five singles, <laughs> Wood, Them Bones, "Angry Air, Rooster, Down a Hole, all with a couple of music videos, and the songs on the album folks on depression, pain, anger, antisocial behaviour, relationships, drug addiction, primarily heroin, war, death, and other emotionally charged topics, according to Wikipedia.
1: I hadn't realised that the uh, the scope of the topics was that broad, to be honest. I just thought it drugs. was mainly drugs and death. Drugs and death. Yeah. Um, and then maybe, maybe if you survive the death, maybe a few more drugs, um, and then maybe a bit of death. And then a bit
2: of death, yeah. and then break up with your girlfriend. Yeah, at least one of these is about girls. Is it? One of them is yeah. about girls. Yeah. Um, um, we'll get to that when we we'll get, get to, to it. We'll get to that, good yeah. point. Well, Staley revealed that the album is semi-conceptual, and that there are two basic themes in it. The first theme is dealing with a kind of personal anguish and turmoil, which turns into drugs to ease the pain. Confident that that was the answer in a way, then later on the song start to slip down closer and closer to hell, and then he figures out that drugs were not and are not the way to ease that pain. They basically, it's the whole story of the last three years of my life. Staley describes other themes as being about painful relationships. I think that sounds like he listened to the I'm after, mm. and went, "Oh, that's what it's about, really." Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> it's very much a, a retrospective justification of the 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 concept. Yeah, it just means yeah. he was
2: writing a lot about drugs.
1: Yeah, I my understanding is he quite liked them drugs
2: wow well, he loved a drug mm.
1: i mean i i like a drug from time to time um I had some paracetamol earlier it was uh, it was Careful great it helped cure my headache that i had
2: yeah good to know good to know put yeah this album was 26 years old now oh man. That makes me feel old. So, uh, what's the first track? Um, first track is, of course, Them Bones. Shall we have a little listen? Mm. <laughs> Bones, it's a classic, isn't it? Cracking up now. Like it.
1: It is. It Great way to start an is. album.
2: You know, you listen to the record when you put that in and it played, don't you? A record? Record. Cassette in your
1: case. You were that rattling listeners. This is my uh, cassette copy that I bought in, I'm, I can't remember the exact date, but I'm going to say December 1992, in between Christmas and New Year. How exciting. I bought this album on cassette. And I put it into my um, my Panasonic personal cassette player, um, and I had the volume right up. Did this I shit you right up? Did it this right up? And I stood outside a comic book store because I, you know, I was that cool uh, in in Leeds, in in Yorkshire, in England, nice. um, and uh, it shit me right up. To use the phrase that you you uh, gave us a second ago absolutely scared the living bejeebas out of me as far as opening tracks going yeah (laughs) yeah um and i i I probably didn't jump but my memory tells me i jumped because it's so bang right
2: there yeah the sound was pretty crappy on those things as well was it the little foamy things with the metal connector yeah yeah classic stuff don't get me wrong but the sound could be a little brash
1: yes yeah and uh, as I say, it was a, a Panasonic rather than uh, one of those. I, I understand a company called Sonya. Uh, um, yeah, they, the, the I think
2: they trademarked the um, the original version. But
1: yeah, the walk dude, the
2: walk chap. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, it's a good song. It's straight away like it's it's it's. If someone wanted to say like, what's Alice in Chains sound like? I think you, this has got all the best of them. It's immediate. It's got a nice little riff. It, they're straight in with that. Staley Cottrell harmony mm. That's like the signature Sound of it uh, They've done something Quite clever with it It's all in 7-8 Which is a bit weird What does that mean? So it's Down To Hang on Hang on 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 Bang two, it, It's in 7 Anyway The beats okay. are in 7 It's dropping a beat Every time Than what you might expect Okay Which is a, a bit weird To write in Such a Such a, a Time signature But no It's great stuff Was this the first single?
1: Ah um, I don't know. It wasn't their first song of theirs that I heard, because I had heard one of their previous songs on the radio, but I, d- I don't know if it was the first single per se. Um, uh, no, it wasn't. No, no, no. Uh, according to um, Wikipedia, then this was the second single, which was released in on like, the, the first 8th first of Rooster? September 92. No, it was the song Wood. That's a strange choice. Is it? No, that's, well, we'll get to it. We'll get to <coughs> it, but um,
2: I suppose it's only two and a half minutes long. This it's a bit awkward, isn't it?
1: As you say, there were uh, I think you mentioned earlier there were five singles released from this. I have all five of them on oh, vinyl really? still. Nice, yeah, um, and and spectacular that they were as well. Um, but I, I'll I'll get to uh, my, my favorite of those later on, maybe, which gives away that it isn't this song. Uh, is th- why is it only two and a half minutes long?
2: I mean, I quite like that about it. I think that gives it a sort of—it's that's quite charming. I think it's a bit of a okay. Here we are. This is what you know. It sets the tone for the record. Mm. But they could have got another minute out
1: of this, surely? Oh, easily, yeah. But you know, I I think it's quite punchy. It's a good way to introduce you to to a record. To have you know, quite a punchy, immediate, quite um, heavy song that you know, as you said, tells you all you need to know about the band. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, quick, move on next thing.
2: It's all about facing life and uh, facing death and living life apparently this one because you're going to be bones, them bones apparently, must have been pointing at some bones at the time you're going to be them bones
1: Um, yeah yeah, uh, uh, my recollection is he thinks that them bones are him, I believe them bones are me Um, oh he's pointing at his own bones
2: yeah I'll see what he's getting at I guess Yeah. Uh, yeah I like it, hit for me this one
1: uh, yeah absolutely yeah. no
2: doubt alright we're gonna go on to track number two damn that river What does that sound like uh I'll, hang on I'll let you know <laughs> So apparently yep. Cantrell was inspired to write down this river after a fight he had with Sean Kinney in which Kinney qu- broke a coffee table over his head. Who's Sean he Kinney? He broke a
1: coffee table. He's a drummer in the band Allison Chains. Oh, very um, So he, he, he broke a coffee table over the head of a bandmate. That's, what I'm, that's, that's all I'm hearing. And for the benefit of, of um, both of the listeners, between you and I, Mark, there is a coffee table. It's quite a hefty motherfucker. It's a two-tier one, now. I I don't think I could lift that thing, let alone hit you over the head with it, and I think that it would be quite a substantial and serious event.
2: I still look get how that inspired this song.
1: It kind of sounds like bollocks. Yeah. Not the song. Obviously, the song's um,
2: great. Yeah, loving that big opening riff. Yeah. Big ballsy... It's a it's quite stonerish. Mm.
1: Yeah. yeah. that's true. He's he's kind of a bit chiusy that kind of vibe to it a little yeah. bit, yeah.
2: I like it. I like the cantrell drops out for some of the verses as well and lets Le- leaves Lane on his own or sing. Yeah. I like that. So it gives it more impact when he comes back in. Yeah. I like it, melody's nice. Pretty grungy, isn't it?
1: Pretty grungy.
2: Yeah. But not really a grunge song, but kinda grungy we it, could go around for right we could it, do a yeah, one top yeah, what, what is, is what it. isn't
1: etc and um, I think to me yeah it, it, it's it's another you know good fairly brief summary of it is a bit it, brief this, isn't this is, it is, this is just a band, over three yeah this is a band this is what we do um, there's two of us what sing there's some of us what hit stuff and there's some of us what play things with strings on and uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah I
2: like it another hit for me yeah two
1: absolutely
2: in a row yeah into it yeah uh, yeah th- this um because this album was significantly less popular overall than the other two we've done it was harder to find interesting facts and things about it yeah <laughs> w- one of
1: the interesting facts i i could tell you about this um, song is that it's one of one two no, it three was <laughs> four five six seven on this album of 13 that do doesn't have its own Wikipedia That's page. That's going to a lot of <laughs> speculation. Um, like this
2: about it being, after a fight, he had with Sean Kinney. Yeah. Because yeah. I heard it was that Cantrell was driving between Keithley and Skipton. Yeah. And the road on the A6068 by the Crossfields roundabout. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That The river had burst its banks and had come at the road, Yeah, so no traffic would get through Skipton. And yeah. Cantrell said, damn that river.
1: Yeah, I mean, it maybe if they did it further up into the is it the Yorkshire Dales? Is it over that way? No, but he didn't mean make a dam with it. Okay, like he ma- he was just cursing it. Oh, curse you, you yeah, river! Damn that river! Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's unfortunate that they've uh, spelt the word damn wrong in the uh, the title of the song there. Uh,
2: well, that's clever wordplay.
1: Clever wordplay. What isn't clever wordplay? They were when it beeping comes away on that one for ages.
2: Lyrics? Beavering away. Never, Never mind. I'm that's b- utterly unbelievable. Otters don't make dams. Do they? Not? Beavers. That's why I did a beaver joke. Otters just lie around on the back all day, holding hands and eating apples. Or whatever otters eat. <laughs> anyway. And kelp. <laughs> See, this is what happens when there's not enough Wikipedia pages. We start yeah. talking about what otters eat.
1: <laughs> yeah. But uh, it, it, it does uh, lead us on, in a sense, to... Uh, the next song because the issue that you had uh, that you were describing rather um, on on the whatever road in between Skipton and the some other O8 place. Yep. Oh six eight yeah. Well, um, funnily enough,
2: that's how the two ended up being on this because Joey was so upset because he needed to go to, um, pick up some fish and chips from Busy Lizzy's uh, that he was very keen on, and he only had a bit of time before he had to get back to Leeds for the gig that night, and he said, "Why can't it just rain when I die?"
1: Yeah. Exactly.
2: You go right when I die. Interesting where it starts, song, isn't it? Just sort of
1: ad, I like a bass solo. It's
2: kind of snakes its way in, though. It's
1: yeah, it's kind of nice. Yeah, and the guitar just kind of peeps in and goes. Oh, yeah, there's
2: know. a weird like there's just a little couple of stabs of some off-key piano. I thought it was cool. It's yeah, nice. Uh, it's very junkyish. It's the first time about that junkyish proper vibe. I think so far. That's kind of more of what I was expecting from them. That I could see it being. I could see this being on like. If you want, you know, the crow, the crow soundtrack, I could see this being like, you know, Eric Draven looking moody while this played. You've seen the crow. Who's Eric Draven? Never mind.
1: I thought it was Brandon Lee in The Crow. Yes, but this character's
2: called Eric Draven. Oh, okay. Eric the Raven, man. do you get it? Because ravens are like crows. Anyway, they're uh, like crows, but they're
1: not. Are they.
2: I don't know. It doesn't matter if you haven't seen The Crow.
1: <laughs> I have seen The Crow, but not in a year beginning with the two. <laughs> I see. Yeah, I see. Uh, yeah, it's kind of
2: weird, isn't it, to start off with? And as soon as it kicks in, and they, you can hear it's Alice straight away, can't you? Absolutely. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and uh, I- interestingly, the the only song written by all four of the the band members, um, which is interesting in, yeah, it's in true. itself. Um, uh, even, even Mike Starr gets a look in there on the writing credits alongside Sean. Sean, the coffee table destroyer, <laughs> Kinney, um, and Lane Staley, and uh, Jerry Cantrell himself, obviously. Well, there you go. Yeah, I like the verses. The melodies are nice. Yeah, Real cool. it's a bit slow and ploddy, to be fair. I think you know. D- uh, you could have taken two minutes off this one and given it to them bones. Yeah, teenage teenage me would disagree, but but no, really. Modern me says, did it need to be six minutes and one second long? Did it really? <laughs> It is a bit. It's a total know,
2: y- cock rock chorus as well. It's y- total LA. <laughs> like, you know, do you know? I think that could be poison or crew. Maybe yeah. they wouldn't sing. They'd probably be singing about the dicks rather than something. You know, drugs and all. Well, apparently, this one's about. Contrell and Staley wrote about their respective girlfriends. It feels like a heroin song to me, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I, I think it, it's just maybe a bit too ploddy. A little bit too, um. But yeah, that—that's modern me, uh, teenage me. Fucking loves this song. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's
2: why would this be? Um, it's interesting cause it's, this one. I mean, I'm giving this one a hit. It's oh, a part. You know, it's, it's yeah. been a great start to the record for me. It's a strange vibe. Oh, it's, it's another. No, it's not that strange. This one's in Six, eight, six beats to the bar, which is a bit strange as well for a rock band, a basic basic bitch rock band, as the the kids would call it. <laughs> But no, because I always thought they were, and I'm quite surprised to hear there's some quite, yeah, you know, experimentalish things that Jerry was doing, and yeah. I didn't realize there were going to be any of that on this record, so yeah. I was quite surprised. But yeah,
1: I think I think to me that this kind of you know listening to it nowadays, it 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 does kind of mark a turn in the in the album a little bit. Like you c- you come in quite as we said, kind of fast and heavy, uh, and then you know f- from this song on, you kind of get a bit more pe- bit more pay paste? is that the word i'm I looking fans for were still wondering about side a side b around this time yeah. to a
2: degree let me have
1: a look at my cassette yeah my my, my cassette uh demonstrates cassette, that maybe yeah. they were um because it it, it fli- you got to flip over after track six but yeah it, it it kind of it it marks a change of pace in the album I, th- I think this song yeah i like the lyric i think it's gonna rain when i die it's very simple but it's quite evocative i quite like that yeah it is this is a song where? Um, let me check the lyrics, which I've got here on this. Do you need to get your readers out, love. This inlay,
2: inlay. Uh, this. Wait, what's it really called? Oh no, I was calling it linear notes. It's liner notes. What. What's it say on The linear notes.
1: On a cassette, I'd call it an inlay rather than liner notes. Yeah, oh uh, God. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I think it is this song where he says. Um, he rhymes name and rain, not quite. But you did know. did she call my name? I think it's gonna rain when I die. Eh, I can't like it. And it's, ca- it's ooh, I think the way it's delivered, it works. But if you think about it, it doesn't work.
2: If you read it out loud, you know. Yeah. Not
1: yeah. yeah. Eh. Not 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 everyone will deliver it in the same um, manner in which I do. That's true. Yeah. Not everyone will will simply say. Did she call my name? I think it's going to rain. He's not sure, he thinks. When I die. Yeah, he, he, he's he's not convinced <laughs> by the prospect of rain um, when he dies. I mean, I, I think he. Luckily, he doesn't put a time scale on it. And I think that's the important thing. Leaves um, it open. Yeah, so, I mean, he has died. It's rained. Yeah, it's yeah. rained a few times uh, since. Yeah, it, it, it's rained once or twice. Um, yeah. Since then, and especially given that uh, my recollection is he was a Seattle native, Seattle renowned for its rain. Um, That's true, also, good point. Then um, it's it's a pretty bear. much a fucking inevitability. So what we really. the only
2: lyric that I took the time to write down and say I like this—you've now completely shot to pieces. Yeah, actually, he's a
1: native of Kirkland, Washington. Um, what a knob? Which uh, is it's in King County, so it's, it's pretty close to Seattle. Yeah. For those of us who are familiar with the geography of the area, uh, I'm not.
2: I know where Aberdeen is. Obviously, Kurt was from there. And, uh, Kurt, who? Uh, that chap who was he, w- he was friends with Alison Chains, I think. Was he? Huh. And uh, I think Mike Pants. Oh, no, Mike Patton's from Eureka, California. That's different. It's Eureka! Eureka. Where was I thinking of? And uh, oh, beautiful Bothell, Washington, of course. But that's for one for the wrestling geeks there. Uh, Anyway, hit for me. Ran when I die. Yeah, yeah. Anything yeah.
1: else? I have nothing else to add. Um, uh, no, that 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 summarizes it for me. Yeah. Right. What's next? Down in an all. all
2: right. Let's have a listen. <laughs> back-to-back kind of ballads eh? interesting yeah. choice. Uh, at the start it was like well before they start singing obviously I was like this is very classic rock this could have been Dio Mm. and then they, they come in and it's uh, the very unbombastic nature of the vocals sort of takes that out but yeah it's yeah. not
1: r- it's not RJ delivery is it?
2: no no but yeah very very classic rock structure and musically yeah
1: and uh, i i think th- this is this is a, a beautiful song to be it is very quite understated i think maybe um yeah and uh it's quite a sad song as well yeah it's very somber, a bit down in a hole. yeah um i'm very conscious i've made a discovery just as we we're, were listening to that that little sample there i'm um, talking about being down in a hole as uh, lane staley is now um then you stated he died in 1998. One of one of one of the two listeners has been uh, screaming, screaming at their smartphone, um, in between you you saying that and this very moment, where uh, I say you were wrong. What? Unfortunately, he passed away in
2: 2002. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, you're yeah. right. I was looking at years active. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. my bad, everyone. Yeah. Yeah, just just because he stopped being active doesn't mean he was dead. And just, just sat in a chair for yeah. four years. It it didn't fit right in my head, but I didn't correct you on it, and and you know, so I'm partially responsible for that as it well. He actually kind of did
2: just sit in a chair for four years and do drugs, didn't he before well, he died? Um, well, or was that Wyland?
1: That might be Weiland. Um, but uh, he he released the Mad Season album. Was that not? No, maybe that was 1997 actually. Um, Crivens. Oh, people are throwing iPhones all over the place as we try and guess stuff that we could have researched in advance. Yeah. Um, no, it he was. He,
2: he did just... He was sitting in his apartment just puffing paint and doing crack. Yeah. And he sat there for two weeks, already dead. That's been bleak, isn't it? Them bones. Yeah. Uh, welcome to Mark and Saul looks shit up online. In
1: the <laughs> <time>. <laughs> oh, Mad season was 1995. Okay. crumbs i can't remember anything nowadays um so anyway uh the song down in a hole so um, he's
2: only been down in a hole for 16 years yeah and not twenty. still years old, so. you
1: know i i know and am friends with with uh people who have have children who've been born in that intervening time, including myself, like my children were born and continue to exist in the intervening time, and they're like proper, fully formed humans and everything. It's a very long time. It's uh, 16, is years, is 16
2: though, yeah. years yeah. Uh, yeah, down the hole, it's alright, it's pretty good. I really like the pre-chorus, and I like that Jerry leaves Lane and take the vocals on his own, I like that. I thought the chorus was a little weak again, actually. I'm starting to find that I like the verses more than I like the choruses For yeah. some reason. Uh, yeah, it was, it, I saw this one described as a power ballad but that seems a bit harsh. It's just not like a riffy banger.
1: Yeah. I do I do quite like the, the line uh, and again, I'm going to deliver it in a, a perfect please, uh, please, Lane yeah. Staley uh, impression. No less. I'd like to fly but my wings have been so denied. Yeah. Oh, well, actually, th- when he that's goes to it's when he line. goes to I'd
2: like to fly, they actually change key very briefly just for those couple of lines. Yeah. So when it drops back to the minor, it's got more impact. I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there's a bit towards the end where there's like a bit of a breakdown. And all the harmonies just go flipping bananas for a bit. That was a bit much actually. Do you know the bit I mean?
1: Not off the top of my head. Well, that's a
2: little overproduced. <laughs> I think the uh, producer needs to say, "All right, lads, settle sell down. Like, you're not Queen. We got yeah,
1: this." Yeah. Uh, I, I think sometimes. Uh, people need to keep the powder dry a weeny bit. Um, and, and maybe that might be an instance of that.
2: But overall, yeah, yeah, another hit.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Another hit for me. Yeah.
2: All right, it's getting weird now. Sick man. Let's have a quick listener room. <laughs> sick man everyone says that Marley Manson stole Trent Reznor's shit but no he didn't almost his entire first <laughs> albums were completely nicked from that first bit on this doesn't that sound just like sort of anti-Christ superstar era yeah. Manson
1: yeah absolutely absolutely I love that intro with the, the way that and you you will you understand musical phraseology and shit uh, I, ju- I just like things um, but I really like the way that the drums kind of come in and come out come in and come out a little bit yeah. it's it, um, which is no doubt down to the uh, amazing production vision of uh, Dave Jordan, obviously, <laughs> who just moments ago I was accusing of... of uh, not being a hack. Of being a bit of a hack and, <laughs> and not keeping good control of the the band a little bit. Um, but that's that's a beautiful introduction to me. Yeah, this yeah.
2: is very forward-looking, actually. So this is 92 and probably written maybe even in 91. This is yeah. something that this is... Sort of that industrially, that was yeah. This is this is pretty cool. I liked it at first. It sounded like it was a bit Judas Priesty, and then that vocal comes in like oh shit! I get it. that the shit was in. Oh, and then when it drops into the chorus, like it's like all the energy just falls out of the thing. Yeah, it felt like he was doing crack then smack then crack <laughs> then smack then crack then smack. Yeah, it's real interesting. Although it was pretty cool. Yeah, maybe that is what was going yeah. on. I don't know.
1: and just yeah, the the that kind of. Change of pace to the vocals as well because it's quite snappy, snappy, snappy vocal delivery, isn't it? And yeah, then,
2: uh, staccato, so yeah, 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 yeah. Th- Disturbed made a career of <laughs> a little later.
1: I'm not familiar with the band Disturbed, I'm afraid.
2: Oh, you're not missing much. Oh, uh, hang on, I got a quote somewhere. Sick man came together after Staley asked Cancel to write him the sickest tune, the sickest, darkest, most fucked up, and heaviest thing control could write. Uh, that means kids, um, not sick in the moderns. um in that not great. not like wicked. It wasn't like, listen, bro, write me some sick shit, yeah. Yeah. He meant sick as in screwy, screwed up. Yeah. Uh, which is quite cute in retrospect that that's the darkest, most fucked up thing you could <laughs> think because there was a lot of wacky stuff going around at the time.
1: Yeah, that's true. But that's um, very true.
2: Yeah, i pretty good. although it was although the, the middle eight section was nice. Um. I'm, start, I'm starting to get a little bit annoyed with Jerry's harmonies in this. Just let Lane do it. Yeah, especially in a song like this. Like, just it was cool though. Also, I'm not sure Jerry's very good at writing solos, guitar solos.
1: Really? He, he's well, not lauded as being a good soloist, is he? Because I don't want to get any. But I, I, I I don't think so. I, I think he's got he's got a really good style, um, but he it's not a varied style. It's you know, it's it, it's very much, I mean, you need you need to bear in mind that, like, um, overall, the, these guys released three albums while Staley was still alive, a couple of EPs on top of those, um, and then uh, they've released four albums, I think, uh, since Staley passed away, um, and Cantrell has released a couple of solo albums. Yikes. There's not a huge amount of variation in the guitar work across all. That entire thing. Style, I mean. Um, he, yeah, he's he's kind of going. Well, this is pretty much me. Uh, and if, if you listen <laughs> to his his uh his solo album, it, it's almost in, indistinguishable from an Alice and Chains record, oh, really? except for the the lack of Staley vocals. Um, because in in part because it, it features all the other members That's of the band. So wonder why they de- decided to call New Alice, Alice then? Why aren't they just. Yeah, there is that that kind of question, and uh, th- I think that's something that I, I have a little bit in my mind. And I was thinking, I think it could bit. have been a bit of
2: a money grab from or
1: something. Or the label was like, "Well, just yeah, a, a little bit like that." And uh, I think because because I I saw uh, them perform a few years ago, maybe like five years ago now, maybe twenty thirteen in Leeds. Um, in Leeds, How yeah. It and it was uh, with it Ghost. I don't recall who who no, was was it the the that show? Was. It was it was really good. It was a good show, but um. Like that was the the that I think the capacity of that venue is like 1500, 1600 yeah. round roundabout there. Um, the tour that they're doing of the UK, um, I mean, I call it a tour. I think they're doing three dates. They're just going straight from Birmingham Arena. Really? Um Yeah, yeah. Um, they can't do that, can they, Charlie? They can because they're only doing a London, a Birmingham, and a Glasgow. Wowzers. Um, but I I, I think you know if, if whereas if they'd started again under a different name. And with a different vocal style or, or something like that, then they they yeah, wouldn't they be in be the playing, same place. they couldn't be playing. They wouldn't songs. be playing. Yeah, they wouldn't be playing these songs. Uh, and they wouldn't be playing Birmingham Academy. uh Birmingham.
2: Yeah, that's sh- true. And you know what, Cantrell mixture. wrote the song, so why shouldn't he? Yeah, it's not like he's. Yeah, it's not like they're living off anyone else's legacy in particular. He, yeah, but you know, Cantrell's name's on every single. Oh no, it's not, is it? A couple on it's the pretty of much, yeah. Sense, but almost, yeah.
1: Um, but I, I think one of the things that, yeah, that I, I was kind of reflecting on is, um, as reflecting on Mother Love Bone, if you're familiar with uh, Mother Love Bone.
2: Oh, something. This, this I've got, got some link there somewhere. Yeah. There's some song.
1: So for people who, who don't know, Mother Love Bone were a band that was fronted by a guy called uh, Andrew Wood. Um, and basically, the rest of the band was Pearl Jam. Oh, um, yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and although I'm happy to be corrected, maybe on on Susan one of one musician. So um, when un- unfortunately uh, Andrew Wood passed away in 1992, maybe 91 uh, in March on on the 19th, I think it was because it's my birthday, so I just can't remember the year. I can remember the date. Um, uh, when he passed away, then the uh, a while later the band Temple of dog was formed with uh chris cornell on vocals and oh is that r- like a tribute to him and yeah yeah okay. so that entire album was a tribute to andrew wood with the remaining members of mother love Burn, um and this like surfer dude um who kind of knew a couple of the people a guy called eddie vedder oh edward um, yeah, yeah. and that's kind of how he was introduced to the the rest of that band. Oh. So they recorded an album was Temple of the Dog and then moved on and became Pearl Jam and, you know, a very different style of music to Mother Love Bone, which was quite rocky and glam still. Huh. Um, I didn't know that yeah. was
2: the story of that. No, that's interesting. Mm. Yeah.
1: I know stuff
2: occasionally. Yeah, evidently. Uh, Sick Man then, Hit For Oh me. yeah,
1: we're talking about Alice in Chains, yeah. Hit For Me, Sick Man, that was great. Oh, yeah. Nice change of pace awesome.
2: for the record as well after the two slow ones. Yeah thought i was cool i like the shifts in tempo i thought it was interesting yeah uh next oh man another straight up classic rooster let's have a listen
1: They've come oh, so they couldn't yeah. do it though could they no he's a stubborn bugger that cock. yeah i see what you did there. It
2: a, it's a classic one of those i've heard a trillion times so it's hard to hear it through fresh ears for me i guess well it's probably like the whole album for you i suppose
1: yeah absolutely
2: uh it's apparently it's like cantrell reaching out to his dad he was still dealing with some shit in nam or something
1: yeah, his that's, that's the my rooster understanding. Or yeah, that the, the rooster was his nickname. I've realised in uh, just as we were playing that music, um, cats have invaded the room. Oh um, nice. We've got a kitten there called Coconut, and she's just adorable. Yeah, so we'll we'll just let her feature for a second, and then I'll just pause and take her out of the oh, room. Oh, so yeah, yeah, she's doing some live research yeah, all over your laptop. She's, that. she's having a good old purr.
2: Okay, listen, there she's um. Right. Pawing She's at the laptop like it was uh, like it was her mother. It's a new feature here on Rate the Greats with Mark and Saul. We're gonna do a cat break.
1: Yeah, that that kitten's really really impressed. She's just walking on my laptop. She knows how to do weird things on my laptop that I don't understand how. My cat flipped the
2: screen the wrong way around one time. Whoa! I had to Google upside down <laughs> <laughs> how to reset it. It was very annoying.
1: Why didn't you search on your phone? management thinking sorry
2: uh, <laughs> oh we? rooster yeah about his yeah. dad did his dad leave him or something because he was having like pds what's he called post-traumatic stress disorder or something
1: something like that possibly um i mean uh, you know i i think that my understanding and uh, no one quote me on this is that uh war has a significant impact on uh, the mental health of anyone who's involved in it um, especially Nam, though. I mean yeah. It's jacked um, them full of drugs and threw Hor- Hor- Agent Orange everywhere. And it's renowned, I think, for uh, the impact it, it's had on the the participants.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eh, Cool song though, especially like yeah. at the start as well. That w- the way Lane brings it in on yep. his own again. I like it when Lane sings on his own. It's got more impact for me somehow. Uh,
1: he has a, he has a beautiful voice In incredibly unique as well. I think. Yeah,
2: uh, yeah. It's, uh, obviously, that chorus is a, uh, a, a classic as well. Again, it's kind of cock rockish to a degree, but without the bombast and the boasting and all that. Yep. Very introspective yep. in that. But uh, yeah, I really like it. This weirdly, I mean, God, it's another six. It's over six minutes, which I don't think it's got any business being really either.
1: No, no, and I, I think again, it is that kind of. Maybe slightly overlong, yeah. Uh, could do with a, a little bit of judicious editing, maybe. Yeah. But but again, like teenage me really disagrees with with that point. Teenage me fucking loves this song. Would have loved it if it was eight and a half minutes long. Um, <laughs> teenage me just loved this album, mate.
2: It's a good song. There's no doubt in it. It's a hit for a reason, right? It's, good, it's a hit for me as well. Mm. I'll tell you what, this album's on a roll for me so far. We haven't had it. Uh, it's been all hits for me. I haven't been go. blown away by anything, really, but I've been impressed. Okay. Okay. Because I, I really thought it was going to be like, Bleh, another song, here we go. Fucking hell. But <laughs> I've been quite impressed with it. It's been uh, quite a varied record so far. Yeah, and yeah. like w- when you see one coming up like on the track listing, like, so you know so well as well it breaks up the album after that for you so yeah how are we looking on the uh cassette sides here would so be it would,
1: we're just about to uh hit the end of uh side a really yep they'll be opening the
2: next one with junkhead with junkhead let's have a listen that sounds yeah. uh like a weird choice to me let's have a listen <laughs>
1: Good night, the best in a long time. i tell you what, it's very upbeat about being a smacker, this song, isn't yeah. it? A nude friend turned me on to an old favourite. A nude friend? A new friend. Oh, sorry. Nothing better than a dealer who's high, yeah. be high, convince them to buy. I think this is a story of the time you went to buy a new car. Could be. Yeah. Yeah, could be. Yeah. But it was junk. It was a junk the gas- And the gasket had a gun. Yeah. Ah no wonder it had a junk head yeah yeah Had a junk head uh the
2: big fucking sabbath rift to open there right that's a right yeah sabbath yeah, riff. yeah but it, i suppose actually if this was start of side b yep. there's a parallel then with how them bone starts yeah yeah it, it's really immediate big everyone impact everyone in at once yeah. yeah that's pretty yeah. interesting i never thought about that um yeah, like the verses are fucking awesome. And like Lane, because Lane's on his own again in the verses, which are like And that chugging guitar underneath, really sinister. Yeah, I thought it was cool, nice yeah, melody. It's,
1: it's quite a dark song, and yeah. you know, we, with the the lyrical content is is yeah, quite quite. It's
2: making being a junkie depressing. sound quite. I think it's making being a junkie sound quite sounds all right to me. Really? Yeah. What's that line in it? Something like you can go to college or whatever, and I'll just still do much better than me or whatever uh, something yeah. along those
1: lines uh you can't understand ah yeah, yeah yeah you can't understand a mm. user's mind Yeah. but try with your books and degrees if you let yourself go and open your mind then you'll be doing like me there you go see so you just gotta do
2: some smack it sounds all right yeah yeah uh, god the cars is boring as shit though i thought
1: yeah, it, it's not—it's not a chorus that that sticks in the mind. I mean, I can't remember what it is off the top of my head now. And you've
2: listened to them a million times. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: and and I'm holding in front of me the lyric sheet. Um, uh, let me just have a look. it. just that, that again. Oh yeah, it's the what's my drug of choice. Yeah, and, and Jerry coming like with the yeah, harmonies—it's yeah, getting really yeah. old for me. Yeah, that is a bit. It, it's a bit draggy as choruses go. It it's not catchy. Yeah. Yeah. from
2: such a op- you know such a badass opening and the verses are mm. badass as well and the chorus is just yeah, yeah it's fine but yeah it's, well, everything's everything's better in the verses and also there were just there's still no interest in solos from <laughs> this record totally harsh well, because yeah. he, he's so it's obviously very good at songwriting yeah so why can't he write a solo uh, I don't know. Anyway, it's pretty I decent, though. I'll yeah. give it
1: another hit. Uh, I mean, you're a guitarist. I, I, you know, I don't play, so yeah, yeah. It, it's difficult for me to respond. to Yeah, but to you're, that. Not a, you're not a you're not a baker, but you can spot a shitty cake when you eat one. I had a donut yesterday, and uh, I threw away the last like third because after there a, a while it just tasted a bit chemically. Okay, see. You're not a baker. You're not allowed to make that judgment. 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 <laughs> judgment. <laughs> You can't judge my donuts. I'll judge your donut.
2: Uh yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Again, I'm getting a little bit I'm getting a little bit tired of these harmony choruses, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe uh the next song, Dirt, is gonna pull it around. The title track. Dirt. Dirt. I like saying dirt now. Okay, let's play. One who doesn't care is one who
0: shouldn't be.
2: We go electric funeral by black sabbath oh no <laughs> sorry with dirt. dirt
1: dirt by alice and chains that's that the electric funeral riff i'm not familiar with the song electric funeral by black sabbath so paranoid is it i know i know the album paranoid i just can't pull that information well you know that riff we just listened to yeah that's is it, it that
2: basically right Tells you you're gonna die. That one, you must know it. Hang on, there's probably gonna be an advert. It should have advert. Okay, we don't listen to nothing. Obviously, he's playing it higher, but yeah. it was driving me mad listening to this at first. I was like, what is that fucking riff? It's definitely something else, and then I realised it was. <laughs> Okay, I'm getting I'm getting an agreement on this one. Am I? <laughs> That's the same riff.
1: Yeah, that that it does sound remarkably similar. Cheeky bugger, Jerry. Yeah, yeah. I I'd never noticed that. I've listened to. I'm not, I'm not you know a huge Sabbath fan. That's the only Sabbath album I own. That hadn't occurred to me in listening to it, but I absolutely see your point.
2: Yeah. Eh. But besides, I mean, it's very—it's a very 90s version of that riff. I, yeah. th- I thought it sounded a bit like Lode-era Metallica, actually. And sure. I, I really like
1: the way it it comes in with uh, Lane's vocals as well. I've written a real yeah.
2: nice intro. Yeah. yeah, real nice intro. Bit of that drawling vocal again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hang on a sec, I've got a quote here from Jerry Cantrell. The words Lane put to it were so heavy, I've never given him something and not thought it was going to be the most badass thing I was going to hear. And Staley said he wrote the song to a certain person who basically buried my
1: ass. Buried his ass.
2: I think he's talking about, I don't think he's literally talking about his ass. He's talking about a dead donkey. No, it's <laughs> I mean, it could be.
1: Would you, Would you? if you had a donkey and it passed away, would you cremate it? Or, or would I you have it
2: buried? i to bury it and then yeah. Grunge singers will write songs about it. Yeah. Uh, you know what, I can't even really remember this song. Besides it sounding like Electric Funeral, Solo was a bit shit. I've written here, this is what bands who want to sound like Alice in Chains sound like. <laughs> kind of dull. What, like Black Sabbath? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, like a poor Black Sabbath.
1: Yeah, uh, Yeah, no, I hit this one for me. It wasn't into it. Co- coincidence that uh, Mike Starr was uh, uh, replaced by a former Ozzy Osbourne band bassist. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, honestly i couldn't think it's
2: over five minutes long and i can't even really remember it apart from it sounds like electric funeral
1: yeah and i i see that now i think again you know uh going back to the early 90s then um i, w- I would not have agreed with you at all uh but now it is a bit dirgy i think <laughs> is uh probably how i would summarize it now with the exception of that that opening with the uh with the, with the beautiful vocals I think it is a bit dirgy it maybe doesn't warrant being over five minutes long yeah um, I, I think that if you cut a couple of minutes off that then you've got a, a really good song yeah I um, think so
2: too yeah because the intro is real nice yeah um, yeah but eh, didn't do it for me that one Uh, let's see if the next one can pull it round what have we got next oh man god smack let's have a listen <laughs> Smack. Sounds like the Melvins to me with uh, well, a bit more pearl jabby, very grungy.
1: What in God's name have you done? Stuck around for some real fun.
2: Oh, is that the lyrics there? Yeah. It? Yeah.
1: What's he doing Ooh. with what's he doing with the vocals? It's a very strange choice, but it totally works. It totally works. It's wonderful. It's it's awesome vocals. But you know, I I, I think he does awesome vocals all the time. Um but yeah. I think it's a song about drugs, you know. I yeah. mean, I'm literally yeah, having right. to read both the lines and between the lines. Subtle <laughs> um, so though it may be, I think it might be about drugs. I think I think it
2: might be about drugs as well. Uh, I've written not a hit here, but I seem to remember this being pretty decent. I wonder why I've turned against it. I've written mm. drumming is nice and chorus, quite like the chorus, quite experimental. Solo is crappy. Bridge is standard. <laughs> Interesting chorus is the only thing I like about this, not a hit. I suppose if we're going on a... I'm kind of rating on a curve there, though, aren't I? That's all. This would have been like track two. I'd have probably given it a pass.
1: I'm really interested in the fact that you make notes. Um, it, it's making me feel bad for lack of preparation. Yeah, you knew this album.
2: You knew th- I'd, I'd never listened to this record all the way through before.
1: Really? Yeah. So. Wow. Okay. Right. Okay. Do you want to borrow the cassette? Uh, I mean, I could do it. I haven't got any way to play it. You
2: not go to cassette player at home? I thought everyone still has oh, cassette player at much home. I have one in the in the cupboard. Yeah, it's right, it was all right. I think. I think yeah, just because I've been listening to this all in one go all the time, and I think I'm just around this. I should have probably started doing it a bit different because around this time in the record, I'm just starting to get a bit all right. I fucking get it.
1: Yeah, and I, I think you know we, where you've got, uh, you've got junk head, you've got dirt, you've got Godsmack, um. All of which I think are about drugs um, mm. they do kind of meld together a little bit. It does kind of you know unless you're paying attention it's it's one like nearly 15 minute song as opposed to three distinct songs yeah. um, but again, you know teenage soul fucking loving this. I'm yeah. fucking loving this I yeah. used to have an amazing Alice in Chains t-shirt it was a white one and it had like an all-over print and in the middle it had they've got this like Sun uh, kind of a stylized version of the Sun with AIC yeah. in the middle it had that on it and like colors going off in all kinds of fucking directions it was amazing did you ever um, listen to the band Godsmack uh, no I'm not familiar with their work they actually um, started
2: out as an Alice tribute band did they? Yeah, that's why they're called Godsmack. Ah.
1: Yeah. They were wildly
2: popular in the states for a while, I think. Godsmack.
1: And I know, I know their name, but I've never listened to them. Um, I don't think you miss it much. Yeah, uh, it's an interesting uh, song to name themselves after, as well. Um, you know, if you if you go well, we're an Alice in Chains uh, tribute band. Why is there? You know, why were they called Godsmack instead of Them Bones? Like, who's going? Well, we'll name ourselves after our favorite Alice in Chains song godsmack
2: yeah well they could yeah. They've gone with untitled. Untitled.
1: The next one's just
2: called Untitled, isn't it? Oh, it's not really called anything. It's just Untitled. It's called
1: Iron Gland.
2: Not according to uh, your it cassette.
1: Well, my yeah, the cassettes. Oh yeah. No, it, it Well, uh, actually,
2: the third Australian pressing.
1: I'm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, uh, later on when uh, it it's included in some of the the far too many fucking best of albums that Alison Chains managed to put out based on three albums and two EPs. <laughs> um, they put this on? They, yeah. It's, as it, oh, it by the way, we're, we're not listening a, a, to it because there's no point because we listen to the whole track, basically. It, it, fe- it features uh, it features this and and it credits it in the track listing as being called Iron Gland.
2: Do you think they've done that just so they could say the album features Tom Araya of Slayer? Probably.
1: And so they can go it's 22 tracks.
2: Uh nice it's yeah. not 21 tracks mate it's 22 I just thought it was pretty good I'm not rating it but I
1: thought hey, okay. it was
2: pretty fun yeah I didn't know it featured Tom Aria uh, right. Slayer are we ever going to get to Slayer I'm going to let me look, pull up um, best ever albums chart Raining Blood's got to be in the top 300 hundred. You'd have thought will it bollocks you would not think let's have a little look are we ever going to get 20 Slayer Raining Blood 451 no we are not nope
1: <laughs> okay, anyway, so yeah, Don't that's Tom O'Reilly on there.
2: Yeah, hey, we've got some fucking we've been talking uh, for eight times
1: longer than this song lasts. Yeah, um, but he you know it's it's uh he's uh, uh Thomas uh, Mr. Ariya uh is it, uh, credited as a songwriter on it alongside Jerry well, Technically,
2: I guess. Uh,
1: I've written a waste of time but heavy. It he claims here it's forty three seconds long.
2: It is somehow. A lot of that's a fade-out, though. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I suppose. Oh, that reminds
2: me. Which song was it? I think I missed a bit when we were talking about... Oh, Rain When I Die. Why does it fade out and then fade back in again? I couldn't find any information about
1: that. uh, It's just like uh, the instrumental bits, isn't it? There's no vocals. And it fades back in and then stops. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, Getting shit together, what was his name? Dave Jordan.
2: Yeah, dickhead. Do
1: you reckon it's Yurden?
2: Yurden. I don't know. Maybe if it's a, is a. Is he a Ouija? I don't know. Yeah. What, Glaswegian? No, Norwegian. Uh, right, hang on. What's next then? And hate to feel. Let's have a little listen. <laughs> for another sabbath riff although that's not a specific one it's just that it's just it just has a vibe but that's all right i like a sabbathy riff Straight again with that fucking drawling harmony thing though Mm. i was starting to get a bit okay okay i get it
1: you're not impressed by side
2: b of this cassette are you i haven't been so far actually no No. maybe if it stopped at side a i like the yeah i like the way the vocal matches the guitar part or vice versa but the tempo change is kind of nice and then there's too much going on in the chorus it's, it's distractingly too much and none of it's that interesting i think so far i hate i think this has been the worst track of the album so far the, the solo's kind of nice in this one actually though. there's like a weird bluesy zeppelin-y vibe to the solo yeah and then it's just business as usual to the end then B- besides a couple
1: of interesting bits yeah this one's not for me i quite i quite like the chorus to this one actually um uh, this is there a bit of yeah 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 going on there's, in there maybe on top of head? There's 50 vocal tracks. Yeah, it's quite nice. I quite I like it.
0: it. Yeah,
2: I don't know. Maybe if I listen to it a bunch more times, but I don't know. It just felt a bit messy to me, but not in a intentionally. Because you know, the album's going to feel like it's you know some bits feel like it's falling apart with the yeah the heroin and stuff. But that feels like they really tried to do a Queen style 50 part harmony and it's just distracting i thought hmm. maybe if they had better headphones yeah this one
1: wasn't for me i don't know how do you feel about it I, as i said i really like it i, I mean it, it it's again it, it's quite slow it doesn't change the the pace of the album particularly um at this point it 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 continues that slightly dirginess um but I, I really like the the chorus sis. i really like it um it's a b-side for me it's b-side Oof, crumbs um, That's what we used eh. to say
2: in my band if someone brought in an idea that we weren't keen on, like, oh ah, well, uh, I'll keep that one for a B side." <laughs> <laughs> Think that'll work better as a B side, mate. Don't you? Wow. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Not much, not much I'll say about that one unless you have no. Man, well, you can tell we're in a CD era, can't you? There's another two tracks left yet. Okay, a song about an angry chair. <laughs> I've never sat on an angry chair. How would a chair express said displeasure?
1: It might throw you off. But chairs have no. You sat in a rocking chair. <laughs> <laughs> I once fell off a chair in the middle of my open plan office at work. Um, people may have laughed. Was that because the chair was angry though? No, it was just not in the position I thought it was when I tried to sit down. Uh. Uh, so I kind of caught it. So it was a prankster chair? He was a prankster chair. <laughs> he was he was a <laughs> Um Yeah, uh, it it, w- it was very much a spoofy kind of chair. It decided to spoof me. It sounds like a dick. Yeah, dick chair. Dick anyway, chair. this one, the dick chair does actually sound a bit like an angry chair. To be fair, yeah, yeah, could be angry yeah, with himself c- though secretly. F- come in cer- in a circle there. Um, so uh,
2: so Lane wrote this one all by himself. Uh-huh. Beautiful opening though. Yeah, so, I really liked it. Yeah. Jerry said, uh, such a brilliant song. I'm very proud of Lane for writing it. When I've stepped up vocally in the past, he's been so supportive. And he was a fine example of him stepping up with guitar and writing a masterpiece. Well, I'm Writing masterpiece. a masterpiece? That's what, that's what Jerry says. Wow. I like the verses. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. the pre-chorus was cool with that staccato, interplay on the vocals and stuff. I thought that was nice. Quite sinister. Yeah. No Jerry and the harmony on the verses, which I liked. And then... Another to change chorus. Oh, God. So harsh.
1: I, r- I really like this song. I mean, I, I, th- I think it's.
2: just interchangeable with every other chorus on the thing, and it didn't even really have a good hook. All right, sing the chorus now. How does the chorus go?
1: Sitting on an angry chair, no, angry start. walls that steal the air. That's the start, isn't it? Stomach that's hurts, the and I well. don't care. What do I see across the way? Hey. See myself molded in clay. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh. Uh, that's that's off the top of my head, but I have only listened to this album four and a half billion times in my life.
2: That's true. Um, Maybe these get a little hookier the more I listen to Yeah, it. I don't know. Just these these choruses are just washing over Yeah, because
1: you know? it, it, it then uh, goes into. I don't mind. Yeah, I don't mind. I, 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 I don't mind. I don't mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that that's chorus y in it yeah yeah maybe it doesn't have a chorus is it one of them songs that doesn't have a chorus it's just you know yeah
2: i was kind of into it at first though yeah but uh, yeah it had a different vibe to it Well, that's probably because lane wrote it by himself didn't he but yeah in the verse i thought it was great and yeah. i thought lane was doing great as well vocally and then the chorus
1: happened and like, uh, it, i i think it, it's it's interesting in that it it finishes in the same way as it starts, more or less. It's Is that uh, true? I'm
2: going to have to verify that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, with the drummer.
1: The old drum's doing a bit of a drum there. With that's uh, a, that's sh- a
2: lot of reverb on that snare,
1: isn't it? Sure, yeah. <laughs> sh- coffee table, Kinney. Um, old coffee table, Kinney. <laughs> with the uh, coming, I- uh, coming in and going out with the uh, old... Oh, drumming there. One of the one of the the things that sticks in my mind with this song is um, uh, when I was at uh, school, at high school. Um, my friend Gav uh, was in charge of the the Friday show on the the school radio station. You had a school radio station. We had station. a school radio station, Jesus. Grangefield FM. Um, shout out to my pudsy massive um and uh i'd managed to convince him to play uh the wood which is the the final song Mm. on this but he played it from cd and i told him it has got a hidden track it will mess with the track listing so
2: what's the hidden track uh
1: the iron gland thing oh, it appears okay. as a, as a separate track on the cd right but so he accidentally so tried angry chair oh. instead I, my voice feels like it's getting even worse as, as i continue to talk it's very strange we only record one of these every two weeks not it it is yeah um <clears throat> so yeah that that that's one of the things that i remember about this song because i was like no that's not the one i wanted you to play gav gav why are you doing that gav
2: on the other end you got an extra t- you got two minutes more Alice in Chains than you would have done if you'd have played Wood yeah you should have gone for um, <laughs> what was what was like six and a half minutes oh Rooster's pretty long Rooster you should have, yeah. gone, to, you should have gone for Rooster
1: yeah it's alright one shot left there's a 50 minute long uh, show yeah on Grangefield FM I think my dad went to
2: Grangefield did
1: in Putze yeah he's from Putze
2: yeah this is fascinating for both the listeners one of which is my dad
1: <laughs> I don't think I was in the same year as your dad I doubt it. No. I doubt it.
2: Right. Uh right, let's head to the last track on the album. This is Wood. <laughs>
1: is amazing
2: yeah for me they've book ended this record with the two best tracks on it yeah this is this is what yeah this is the best of alice again is i think yeah intro is nice yeah that rumbling bass down there the verse is nice and the harmonies work better when they use when he uses them as a contrast and not a constant yeah like lane does the first bit of the verse and then jerry joins in for the last couple of lines that works way better
1: yeah yeah absolutely and um i think i i, I this is the first alice and Chains song i ever heard yeah. I was listening to, uh, there used to be a radio presenter called Fluff. Fluff, I'm not familiar with his work. What station? Um, uh, Grangefield FM. <laughs> he, w- he wasn't on Grangefield, unfortunately. Uh, they weren't able to, to uh, pay a salary on Grangefield mm. FM. He was on a, uh, the BBC Radio 1 rock show mm. on a Friday night. Um, uh, on before John Peel uh, back in the early 90s. And this song came on. With that opening bass line, and I was just like, "That's amazing! That's so amazing!" And it just come. I just immediately fell in love with the. It's a great the Band at, the, at that point.
2: Do great song. Know how many on the chorus? Either which I no, like. Chorus yeah. is a banger. Very uh, very emotive for more in there. Yeah, and this is apparently about the chap you were talking about earlier, right?
1: this is Andrew about Wood no yeah. th- this is uh, his name was actually like like the the stuff that sounds like this
2: yeah but everything yeah. I've read about this this song that's what this song's about oh really yeah
1: I thought you were just doing it no that's actually joke. what no it's
2: actually what it's about oh,
1: tell me tell me what it says because I'm not familiar with that at all I'm
2: uh, um, gonna I have to pull it up again now yeah well if you looked on um one of the seven tracks
1: are you suggesting I haven't done any research whatsoever
2: you thought you could wing it because it's your favourite album I've re- I'd say what I've done now is I've typed into the Google search by Alice in Wikipedia
1: <laughs> ah yes it's a, a very fact based cover band
2: <laughs> okay here we go Wood um the lyric, the song written by Jerry Cancel con- concerns the li- late lead singer of Mother Love Born, Andrew Wood, who died of heroin overdose in 1990.
1: 1990?
2: In the liner notes, Jerry Cancel said of the song, I was thinking a lot about Andrew Wood at the time. We always had a great time when we did hang out, much like Chris Cornell and I do. I don't know why I needed to name-drop Cornell there. Uh, there was never really a serious moment or conversation. It was all fun. There you go, see? It's all about...
1: Uh, you said that in the liner notes.
2: The linear notes, sorry, yeah. Uh, but for the Music Bank box set collection.
1: Ah, uh, okay, right. It's it, like got, got lots of extra out. blurb and all that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, because uh, I, I, I was not aware of that. I mean, I, d- I don't do research or anything. And I um, would
2: imagine that's where the clever wordplay It's called wood.
1: Yeah, Wood. that's very clever. Very clever indeed. Um, yeah, no, it was nineteen ninety. Crumbs, I was, I was a couple of years out with that, but I got the date correct. Yeah, I
2: see. We make
1: inc- was incorrect, incorrect my statements birthday. initially, and then correct them for thirty minutes later. Yeah, that's. <laughs> or, I mean, perhaps in some instances, several episodes later Could as be. well. Just like, just put it out there, just, just so we don't get too sharp shot by too many people. Yeah. Yeah. Cracking stuff though. What else can you say about this
2: one, eh? Lovely stuff. Honestly, great way to book the book ends of this armor are great. It's some it's of the amazing. sandwich filling was getting a little chewy for me, but
1: Yeah, I, I think oh up and th- you know, it's again looking at the cassette, then uh the majority of side B is is a bit of a downer. Um but then, you know, as I say to me true, I've th- only got the th-
2: three hits on the end of the I gave Angry Chair a hit for everything except the chorus. I gave that half a hit.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> but to me, you know, to finish off with Hate to Feel, which again I, I enjoy, uh, Angry Chair and Wood is is ace. And you know, to me, I love a song that with with an opening s- bass solo. Um, there's there's Wood and, uh, uh, are you familiar with the 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 song Emission by Quicksand? No. A fucking awesome opening bass line. If you could just. Uh, Hang on. Find what by it. Quicksand? The the song Emission. Um and, and to me that, that's just that's how you set a great song is you just have a fucking best solo at the beginning. So which is we why you're not
2: a music producer, Steve. Like, I do you think we should start this one. Fucking best solo. Yeah, <laughs> uh, okay. When I put in quicksand emission into YouTube, I'm getting all kinds of stuff, none of which is oh, that's because I spelled it wrong. Oh, no, I'm still getting nothing. And we've got a review for the Toyota Tundra quicksand.
1: Ooh! Uh, How does it do? A Thousand Ways to Die Wet Dream. don't know what that means. Why would you call a car quicksand? Like, a substance well-known for not being very fast, uh, being quite sluggish, uh, really dragging <laughs> people down. It seems like a... Because it's quick on sand. It see. It seems like a particularly poor choice of word for a type of car. Now, are you sure they've got a song called Emission? I'm sure it's called Emission. And we're gonna find out that it's It's probably not called Emission and that it doesn't begin with a bass solo. Who's the fastest Googler? I'm on two devices over there as well. Do you just not know how to spell the word Emission? Are you spelling, are you writing Emission? mission omission omission sorry uh, yeah
2: God. yeah I was going for it never mind yeah. oh yeah there it is I think I remember seeing this on uh Beavis and bird <laughs> that's how we used to find new bands being my brother when we were people some Bud liked it that's a good
1: way of doing it but yeah again pretty good st- taste
2: st- they were made st- to say of idiots
1: starts with a, a great bass solo uh and you know, to me that that really hooks me on, on a song is, is a great bass solo. I mean obviously the rest of the song needs to be pretty fucking good as well. But uh, you know, it's a great way to hook an idiot like me. To get you hooked, so yeah.
2: Overall, so I got this it's got eight and a half hits out of twelve proper songs, which is pretty good return really. Yeah. Say so I wasn't expecting much from it. Yeah. Uh Thought the songwriting and to say that you managed part, to avoid it, yeah, for 26 well, years. The worst parts of it are what I thought the whole thing would sound like, which is sort of why I've, yeah, avoided it. But yeah, I thought the songwriting was for the most part excellent. I guess that's what makes them better than that's why they got paid the big bucks toward the end, yeah. well, and all that sort of thing. It can get a little samey, but the playing solid, bad. if unexceptional, really. Like, but that's kind of the point, it was kind of the point of grunge, wasn't it? No solos, really no you know what i mean it wasn't about the foot on the monitor wind in your head <laughs> that's too showy off here for grunge wasn't yeah it? So, yeah so it was never really about that so everyone does the job real nice and better than i thought it would be because yeah. i didn't really i didn't think i cared for all it, So I, really, I enjoyed this record Be good
1: awesome awesome I, I don't i'm not sure if i need to restate it but this is one of my all-time favorite albums yeah um, is it better than uh, thriller Oh. I'll, come th- I'll come to that in a minute. I, I, I think it's, it's really difficult because, you know, I... I uh, and, you know, you, you can see this, Mark, like how knackered that box is and the... the you know. Yeah, the, the, show me the, the cassette
2: that's obviously been somewhere in his jeans for the last, well, 26
1: years. And, but just the number of times I've taken the liner notes in and out of the box, you can see the inks worn away on the printing. Dog-eared and um, bendy. And yeah, and you know it's the, the the fact that I still own the fucking cassette for it, mate. I've got a CD <laughs> for it up there as well. Um, you know, it, I think that says a lot in itself. It's it's been everywhere with me this album, and uh, you know, more than more than happy with it. I I, I would say to very me, very happy with it. He's very pleased <laughs> with his I'm very, purchase. I'm very happy with it. Um, uh, you know, I I. The, the fact that, uh, I think it, it, because it soundtracked some really important moments in my life, uh, that, you know, the fact that I can pinpoint down to a few days when I purchased the cassette.
2: Where um, you were the first heard that.
1: <coughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, the, the fact that I've still got all the vinyl and so on. Th- to me, this is, yeah, it, it's it's one of my absolute favourite albums. It's... Uh, is better than thriller in my mind Oof. very very I few people it. would agree with me on that <laughs> and I accept that and I, I think you know if I didn't have the emotional attachment to it and I I detached myself a little bit you know I could easily convince myself that, that thriller was a better album because musically it, it prob- probably is you know th- you know musically is a fucking awesome, al- awesome album um, but just because of the emotional attachment I have to this and the, the impact it's had on me throughout my life. And then, you know, I'm going with dirt. Fuck everyone else.
2: Okay. But since this is both of us, I'm going to say that... It sounds harsh to say it's the third one we've done. This is better than black. Interesting.
1: Interesting.
2: We can't do this every week. like can't we just go through every album we've
1: ever done. Because in about two years, it's gonna be like <laughs> at some point we might have to start writing a list. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah,
2: and then I, yeah, I suppose it all he has to do is beat the top one, right? Yeah. I don't think this is better than Thriller.
1: That's yeah, fair enough. But you don't have the emotional attachment to it, that exactly. I do. So exactly. yeah and I yeah, didn't have the emotional
2: yeah. attachment, emotional attachment to Thriller
1: either. But I mean, musically, it's you know, Thriller is a much better album. But because of the meaning this has t- to me, then you know, yeah, that's, that's why I lean that yeah. way. Yeah, yeah.
2: All yeah, right, let's. Um, should we do what we've we'll been listening to, or should we see what we're listening to next week? Um, well, uh, why don't you tell me what you've been listening to of late? Ooh, okay. Well, this album, this album, this week I've been listening to uh, Jeffrey Lewis, who's a uh, an anti-folk singer-songwriter. Uh, an anti-folk. Alf- yeah, it's lo-fi stuff. It's He did a whole album of crass covers, but he makes them all twee and pretty. He hasn't got the best voice. He's not the best songwriter, but he's... I'm really selling him, aren't I? But he's... Do you work in A&R for his uh, (laughs) record label? (laughs) But he's just insanely likeable, and he writes really nice little songs that are about things. Like, he's got one song about how he met a girl on the street, and they were talking about that Leonard Cohen song where someone gets a blowjob in the Chelsea Hotel. And then he wished he'd suggested they go to the chelsea hotel and then they didn't and then he's just on his own at home and just little stories and things and he's got one song about when you're on your own it's about things you do when you're on your own like if you go to a restaurant and you're in it go to the toilet you've got to pick your bag up and then the waitress thinks you're leaving and then you've got to tell you not leaving and she says you can leave your bag but you've already got it on and all this is like rhyming and in these little okay. songs it's just yeah. nice i just like it called jeffrey lewis you gotta do something that you can get smarter at. You gotta do something you might just be a starter at.
0: You better do something that you can get better at. Cause that's the thing that time will leave you with.
1: It, it's kind of the musical version of, of like my favorite types of film, which, which. Uh, very little happens in you know. You can like sit and watch a film, and it's like eh, nothing really happened there. But it was fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's why uh, I've been listening to Jeffrey Lewis, who yeah. so you've been on. Yeah. T- this Wh- which, of weeks. which which uh, song of his would you recommend? Um, time trades. Time trades. Okay. Time trades are
2: yep. um. Yeah, time trades. Yeah, okay. <laughs> very twee. Yeah,
1: yeah, very, very twee. twee. Very twee. Very twee. Um, Who have you been listening to? Well, I thought I'd share an experience with you, if that's okay. No. Who have you been listening to? I've been listening to a lot of podcasts (laughs) uh, of late. Go on. Um, And I I wanted to uh, share an experience that I had listening to a podcast with you. And uh, so just to to set the scene, as I mentioned, I was on holiday uh, quite recently. I'm not a comfortable flyer. I'm am a lot better than I used to be. I mean, I, I leave a lot of the work down to the airplane. To be fair, um, but even then, I do feel a do bit. Do you still feel a little
2: bit like it's only your will that's keeping the plane? A in? A little the air. bit, yeah. If you stop worrying, yeah. I'll probably go,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, I'm I'm nowhere near as bad as I used to be. I used to be, you know, used to completely put me off going on on an airplane completely, and spent a lot of time just refusing point blank to do it. Uh, It's my first holiday on my on my own, and uh, I was sat just like listening to a podcast in the airport, just waiting for my plane to take me home. It's a podcast called "Dun Disappeared." I was listening to episode five of "Dun Disappeared." Um, I've got I've got this here,
0: soaring effortlessly into your true sound.
1: One dance, please be
0: seated. Oh my god! No! Oh god! No! Help us! Help us!
1: Yeah, so that's what I've been listening to of late. Uh, Things that terrify me. Things that terrify you in real time.
2: Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Right, let's find out what we're doing next week, shall we? If you'd like to um, spin the magic thing, and we'll uh,
1: find the number. No expense spent on the uh, sound effects (laughs) there. Uh, Okay, what have we got? So, 131 one three one okay let's
2: have a little look huh i'm sure i feel about this we've got beggar's banquet by the rolling stones
1: beggar's banquet by the rolling stones so good they named a record company after it is that
2: true Isn't there a record
1: that. company called beggar's banquet
2: according to the albums the little thing on the side there it wasn't even it was the fifth best album of 1968 which i suppose is pretty good but uh, uh, okay. I'm not sure how I feel about the Rolling Stones. We can talk about it next time. Yeah. I guess, and that's what we'll be uh, I guess that's what we'll be doing. Beggars Banquet. So if you want to listen along, go on uh, get down the record store. Yeah. Get yourself, yourself a up copy. A copy. Of Beggars Banquet. On cassette. I can go at the library and yeah. borrow it.
1: Get yourself an eight-track of that. You
2: could get it on eight-track. Yeah. And we'll uh hang on a sec. Let me see what's on Beggars Banquet
1: is that the one that's got sympathy for the devil on it
2: it is okay well that's a pretty good tune okay maybe we'll be all right i've not heard of any of these other songs oh maybe street fighting man
1: that's the one about the guy who had fights in the street
2: uh and his mate ken yeah
1: yeah no there is a there is a record company called beggar's banquet records um they released some records
2: why has it got two covers? The one on Spotify has got a toilet with graffiti, but on the website it's like a, it's like a menu or something. That's weird. Anyway, we can all we can discuss all this next time. So, I've been Mark. That one's been Sol. And hi. All
1: right.
2: No, we haven't finished yet. No, we're finishing now, and we'll see you in at two weeks time.
1: Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: And you, sausage. Go on. What's that? Well, that was fun.